Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. Welcome to another edition of Pound Time Podcast. I am Brother L. Diazobra, formerly named Lyman White. Thank you for joining us today. Today we have another true legend. I mean, one, I'm, we are honored to have her here today. It's my honor and pleasure to have to meet with her. She's a historian, scholar, I guess. <laughs> She's uh, someone in the community, been in this community for a long time. Matter of fact, she just told us her birthday is coming up at the end of this week, so we fear even that much more honor. And she's a breast survivor, cancer breast survivor, two-time breast cancer survivor. Yeah. So this young lady have been going, have gone uh, through uh, a lot. Don't <laughs> okay. I don't like young lady. Okay, this this lady, don't like that. This lady, she take charge. But at, she gonna be 96 this year, uh, this week. So she can have it her way. We ain't gonna sit here and argue and fuss and have no no complication with her, Miss Julia. Bradford Moore, welcome to Count Time. Thank you, Pine, and we for are inviting so, me to participate. No, we are honored to have you at 96 and still going strong, y'all. This is beautiful, and she's got that tall, elegant look. Uh, that's what <laughs> I ask God for. I ask him, don't come get me till 96, to 26, because he had given me things to do, and I have not finished the jobs he gave me. Hold on. You talk to God. Now, uh, first of all, don't you talk to God? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You talk to God. You ask God. We like to thank uh, Camper Memorial United <laughs> Methodist <laughs> Church for allowing us to host this interview with Miss Bradford Moore here. So thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to be here. Now, so we at the church. Now you just made a comment. You said you asked the Lord. Yes. It, not to come get you into when? 2026. 2026. So you ain't go, we know you're not going anywhere until 2026. 2026. So, she'll ask me why did I ask Okay, you? why did you ask the Lord? He gave me things to do with reference to women and men with reference to cancer. And I have not finished the job he gave me. At once a month, we hold cross country. Better than 100 men and women from across the United States. We come together. And learn about how to deal with cancer. It started out with breast cancer. It went from breast cancer. Men said, hey, let me in. I need to be in there. You were going to have it right. You know? I, and so we brought them in, and then we have speakers, and we have representatives from California, Nevada, Louisiana, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Maryland, and points in between. So you've been doing this since 90... No, no, no. We just started, we just started since this. the pandemic, the cross-country connection. Oh, cross-country since the pandemic. So you you do you zooming in and all this stuff now, right? Right. That room we do uh, uh, conference calls. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know about that, but you yeah, ahead of me. Th th this is what we do. We do it once a month. In okay. each chapter, we have, what, 13 chapters across Louisiana. Each chapter is responsible for it. And you was using... God spoke to me and said, you do, call the women of color together, and what you need I will provide, depend upon me. 
and I don't take any presents for my birthday, so any money that anybody could give me, they give it to the, to the uh, Louisiana Coalition of African American Breast Cancer Survivors. So they want to make a donation to your organization called... This, this, make, this they can call 775-3939. That's 225. Yes, sir. Two two five seven seven five thirty nine thirty nine. If you want to talk to Miss Moore about donating or being a part of uh, what's the name of it again? Louisiana Coalition of African American Breast Cancer Survivors. Our address is eighty seven forty two Cindy Highway, Baton Rouge, Louisiana seven zero eight zero seven. Okay, now that, this just this is one of the last things she has gotten started. We're gonna go back and talk about. Because right now we are here in the great, this is this used to be a town all by itself called Scotlandville, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> right? So Scotlandville has been here for a while. It's, it really has. It's, it's on the, at one time it, it was on the outskirts of Baton Rouge. But and now it's part of it. We've never been on the outskirts of Baton Rouge. It's never we've always been where we are. Oh, Baton Rouge <laughs> came to us. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way they to put came, it. And they came because this this portion of from uh, um, Thomas Road to Airline in 1970, the Second World League petitioned the city powers to make it a city. Oh, so they and wanted they wanted Scotlandville to, to be its to own be city, operate into its own city. But well, what were, happened with that? Uh, Southern Heights say we don't want to be a part of an all-black city. You talking about that? the educated folks that live, that worked at Southern University? Right. right. They didn't want to be a part of all-black communities. It's going to be black run. And we had taken in the airport. They had taken in the, they Excellent. had a shopping mall over there on Plank Road. They had taken that and, um, what about sec what about Exxon? Did they, did no, they no, no. We didn't. We, did we get a part of Exxon? No, we didn't get a part of Exxon. Okay. But it was enough. The man had figured out the tax leverages and what we would have to do to maintain. And when they brought it to the board that night, Southern said, "We don't want to do that." And on that night, the board, the city parish council, voted to do what that act of public domain and came uh, up Plank Road, <laughs> took in the airport, cut across to, to, to Hart and took in Southern Heights that night and left us out here. That happened. Hold, hold on, hold on. Now you, now you, <laughs> the governor go back and search the council. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Now what happened on a, what happened one evening? Now what now say that again. We I gotta finally when, train the thought. When, when AC Belton and the group AC Belton. AC yeah. Belton was was chairperson of, of the president of the of Second All Voters League. We had, he had gone and we had put together a plan with the help of people who knew how to do stuff like that. And we had put together this plan for incorporating this portion of Baton Rouge into a city called Scotlandville. And that was in 1970? I think it was 70. It may have been before 70. But I tried to go back on the computer and I didn't, I looked for something else for today. And I didn't get to that. Oh, okay. But I need to. Uh, but, but that's okay. We, we, can, uh, we can find out what, what day that uh, was. When they went to the council meeting. They, 
Southern Heights was represented. Okay, it was A.C. Belton and who all, who else worked uh, with him? Who else was on that? Uh, Chief Edwards, what, what, uh, Ropa. Richard, Richard? Uh, no, 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 Tony was not second oh, wall. Okay. Technical, he was uh, another group. Oh, okay. Tony and Dr. Perez, and, uh, that was, they had two political groups here in Scotland. There. Oh, okay then. So okay. There, was a, there was a little division then, huh? Two and uh, <coughs> who else? Ropa, oh, the gentleman who lived, uh, Miss Bell, uh, I can't think of the lady who, Mary Perkins was a member. They, they, they went to the meeting. Okay. The and meeting that was held at the city council downtown. The city council. Okay. Uh, city, city Parish Council. The Baton Rouge City Parish Council. City Parish Council, which included the city as well as people from the, the parish, because Baker and Zach, Baker hadn't even cooperated with them. Baker was still a part of that. So when he went, they went to the meeting, and it had been announced and on the radio that we were going to do this. And then Southern Heights said, we don't want to do that. And they wanted to go into Baton Rouge, so they, they voted to come up the right of public domain, come up Plank Road, everything that was west of Plank Road, all the way to the airport, and came back out. Towards the river? <laughs> to, no, to Harding, to went down and picked up Southern Heights, and went back to Highway 9. So the East Baton Rouge Paris? City to, Council to, to, did that. Came in and they just and they, they took in airport they, they in call, Southern Heights that night. So they, they what they call it annexed. They these, annexed it. But, but that's, that's that's stealing too, right? Because they came no, stolen no, for no, the hey, that, they, they, they had no desire to be in that was their choice. But uh, they should have made the. I think that they should have let them know in the beginning. Hey, don't count us in. See, all of this was part of the, power, the the tax base. Right. And they took the shopping center. <laughs> they took everything from it. They took everything. So you had no ta no more tax base. We had the no more tax. And they took the airport, <laughs> and so we had nothing. In other words, you, once you allow, announce y'all want to do this. Yeah. They, they were at the meeting. They had a right to say that. But I think it should have been said to AC before. Before they just they, they, before to do that, they, they just came and took it, and right. then yeah. then informed you all that right. these things are no right. longer part of. They, they, they so y'all, you, you you can still incorporate if you want to. You know, but just like I told you, at, when Scotland was first came into being back in the eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. Uh, my daddy was born in eighteen ninety four. Your daddy. <laughs> now you got to tell us what year you were born. 1925. 1925. That's right. And in 1927, the Ku Klux Klan raided Scotland. They, they threw down. They were going to lynch the, the, the end people. So the Ku Klux Klan showed up in Scotland again? Well, before they showed up, they met with the, some of the whites that lived in Scotland. Hold on there. Hold on. So Scotland was not all... Well, Scotland was not all what, black. You had the riggers, you had the Kalanos, you had the dragos, you had the... Well, you, had, you had a bunch of Italians well, here. You had Italians, you had wops, you had crackers, <laughs> <laughs> polite trash. 
had, had everything here. Then. You had everything here. It was, it was a normal community. You had Kunash, you uh, not Commander, Kanjan, uh, Cantalosis. Uh, what Cantalosis? Come to me. Over there, where, where, where the Catholic Church is, here's Stone Age, Now you remember all this stuff. Huh? You remember that like it was yesterday, yeah? I'm looking at it. Okay, then. The Ku Klux Klan decided on August, they, they were, 1927, they had a meeting and they decided that the uppity ends in the Scotland community was going to burn them out and lynch them. And so they called Riga. And they call Smith and they call Willie Drago and to the meeting and they went and they told them don't do that. These are peace loving colored people. Pay their bills, go to church and they work every day. They don't owe us nothing. They're peace biding citizens. Why do you want to do that? Because they think they're better than us. Well, so Riga and them came back and called the black preachers. Rem Wilkins, Rem Chin, Rem Ball, Rem Watkins, Rem Washington, call them together. Said, this is what's gonna happen. Like it or not. We are against it. Now what do you want from us? So Rigger say, everybody got everybody got a shotgun? And them who don't have a shotgun in shell, see me. And Drago said, I'm going to build a barricade. And he built the barricade, I'm going to put it behind the store. And on that night that they were coming, the men started on the, uh, the Maryland. And at that time, you could see from here all the way to Blood Road, the tanks. You could see all the way there. It was just fear. It was just feeling. Okay. And, and the daddy said you could see the flashlights coming. And then they met up at, until you got Players Williams' husband out of the field, the Johns out of the field, and you got the Earlies, and you got the, the, the uh, who else the, was in there? The Kellys. You got, came on down, the Kellys, the Wheelocks. Uh, and you came down, it came when you kissed, they kept marching. And Daddy said the moon, it was so, the moon was so bright you could read a letter by. And they got the Dragos, they put the barricade up, and Daddy said, wasn't a light, no way. No way. Nobody's a house. And they said, let us pray. And they raised their guns to God. And the prayer was, Daddy said, God, be with us tonight. Amen. That's all the prayer was. That's all it need to be. <laughs> okay. And 100 black men. For real 100 black men. Never. And Daddy said, you could hear that old car. And oh, oh, and the gravel, oh, just the motor was straining and whining, and the bottles were being broken and loud cussing, and they're gonna burn the so and so out. And they said the little pinpoints of light, and my daddy says it got nearer, they got brighter and brighter. And when he got to the railroad track, 100 black men threw down and said, click, click.
And Daddy said that was the only sound you heard after the click, click. <laughs> she dead silent. And the cars turned around. <laughs> and went back to Baton Rouge. And the clavier didn't want none of that. They couldn't. They didn't see nobody, but they heard the click, click. Uh, oh. Them lights looked at them pistols and shotguns oh, okay. lined up down there. How many cars of them were, were, was it? He never told me. He said the cars, you know, Marty. And he said they stayed on their knees and every man humbled himself to God and said tonight, you think. And then they got up and sang as they marched on, on with Christian soldiers. No. That is a powerful... And, 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 and you know, and after then, if the sheriff or anybody wanted to come up here, they didn't come to Scotland. The sheriff, Pocarilla and all them old, them bad white folks, come there. They'd uh, come to Mr. Right there on the corner, Mr. James Kelly's house. Uh, what, what about such and such? Oh, white folks, you don't need to come up here. We got, hey, we take our own, go, go back, back. Come up here. They, they stopped coming. Huh? They stopped the police. Oh, 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 oh. When the war came, and Smith, the man who ran the red and white, lived in the community. His house still stands on Snipe. What, what, what was his name? Smith. Where did he run? He, he, I, he ran the red and white as long as I can remember. The red, the red. red and white was at the corner of Scenic. Like a, and uh, they, they, they got a, where, where, where Cook, Cook's theater is. Oh, where the theater used to be. It is, okay. Where, where his, they, next to Cook was his two-story house where his father lived. And behind that was the blacksmith's fragile. It was called Badly Road then. What was what was it called? Badly Road. Badly Road, okay. Badly Road, and then on that corner, <clears throat> the, the brick building is still there. That was Smith's Red and White Grocery. Okay, Red Red, red and White Grocery. Right. So there was just a a, a, a melting pot. A, Scotlandville was a community Me for all. That's right. So would that because Standard All? No, at the no, time? Standard All didn't get here till o, till o nine, nineteen o nine. Oh, no, I can't argue with her. <laughs> well, see, Scotland was nothing but a bedroom community. What industry was there? That's right. That's well, right. It was a bedroom community. And the men, the, the standard all was started in 09. And James Bradford, my dad's brother. Yeah, who's that? James Bradford was one of the first blacks that they hired in 09. And, they, and what happened, Jim was living on the Cheatham Place. And, a sharecropping. Sharecropping, okay. And the Cheatham place was on the corner of Scenic and Blood Road, where Exxon, no, they got a service station there now. That's what, the, all that was the Cheatham place. And Jim was a... Cheetahs? Cheatham. Oh, Cheatham, okay. Yeah, it was a white plantation. Oh, okay. plantation, okay. And, and Jim, my uncle, well, what, what, Shire crop thing. Well, what kind of uh, crops they grew out there? Cotton. Sc corn. Cotton and, and they grew cotton in Scotlandville. Cotton. And corn. And right? corn. Well, you had to grow stuff to eat. And what you made with your crop, you share crop. 
As what a, you made, you gave him a percentage of what you made for Jenny and your cotton. That's what you call a sharecropping. That's called sharecropping. You didn't pay any rent. You just shared your, your crop with him. So that, that they had a plantation in Scotlandville? No, no. Okay, it, well. it was about, just about right on the fringe of what Scotlandville is. It, it, it was on the corner of Thomas? Thomas Road. That, that's where the Cheatham Plantation was. It was on what side of the railroad track? It, it, it was, no, it was right up, it was straight up Scenic Highway. Going towards Baker? Going towards Baker. That was the Cheetah place in Exxon and all of that that's over in there now. All of that was a plantation. That was a plantation? Cheetah's plantation? Cheetah plantation. That grew cotton, yeah. corn? Yeah. Never heard of that. Never heard about that. You never lived here either. <laughs> sure well, hey, what, what, what cash crop you think a black man go to grow in the South? See, they talk about racial violence. The economics, when the first blacks came to America, we were not slaves. Mm -hmm. We were indentured servants. We paid to come here. You, know, you paid to bring you here. And the first 20 that came in, what, 19, uh, uh, 1618? Okay, 1618. 1618 were indentured servants. And the, the first 20? The first 20 that came on a Dutch ship. And they were not slaves. They were ended and they worked and paid off. And not only did you have blacks coming in, you had whites who came in as indentured servants. Well, that, when they talk about indentured servants, that, that's all they normally talk about are the white people that they came as Everybody indentured servants. who came in. At that time. After we went in the settling of the United States, how did everything was for business? Like you had the proprietary colonies, the colonies that were set up just for making money. And Georgia was called the penal colony because they emptied all of the prisons and sent all of the white folks to Georgia who, was, who, who were criminals. So and Georgia is referred to as the 13th region as a penal colony. That's when they brought them all from Europe. They emptied the prisons and brought them right. all here. So when they, after a while, then they find out that, you know, a lot of the things that What's that? I'm just so fascinated <laughs> with you, Mr. Moore. I'm just, just amazed. And, and, and then they found out that they needed to grow a crop. The Indians taught them how to grow corn <laughs> and how to fertilize. America came to the colonies in Jamestown. Jamestown, Virginia. Being ignorant in a new land. And they were helped by the Indians. They befriended them. They showed them how to take a fish and put it in those saws. Right, and the, how to do that. And then they, and, and, and the United States started. It went to seven. The, the first colony disappeared. And so they came the second time. The, the Roanoke, the, when they were Roanoke. Yes, right, Roanoke you know, colony. And blacks were in a, we came in 1618. And the first black man born on the New World was called William Tucker was the child of the two the for twenty Isabella and Antonio and the first black child was called William Tucker and his name is written in the Book of England's church. Today you can Today, go find that information. You can go find that. <clears throat> See we didn't come here as ladies. And then the pilgrims came after us. The pilgrims didn't get here till sixteen twenty. But 
the white sign out, we're going to grow cotton, that's a cash crop, but who going to farm it? I'm going to make these billions of acres of cotton, who's going to farm it? Who's going to farm it? And like in Methodism, you had one church, one church. But it was a Catholic church? No, you had, in Methodism you had one oh, church, Methodist, okay. blacks and whites went to church together. Oh, at that time there was no separation, no segregation. Everybody was one. So when all this stuff separate segregation got started, money, money, okay, money, money, money rules. Like John Wesley came to the United States, but John Wesley came to his first Asbury. John Wesley's sidekick came to the colonies in the Philadelphia, and they found this. The greatest black preacher who ever named was Harry Hoosier. It's Harry. called Black Harry. <laughs> black Harry. You heard him. All right. All right. Okay. He, he was a Methodist preacher? He was a United Methodist, and he could not read. He was illiterate. And Francis Asbury taught him how to read by using the Bible. And see, Asbury had a do. Boys and, and Asbury, boom, had a basso profondo voice. And, this, and whites, blacks, and everybody came to hear him. In the 1600s, so that's why even to this day, uh, other cultures love to come hear us preach and sing the gospel. Right. Because nobody can do it like us. Right. So you're right. saying the Methodist was one of the first, not the Catholic Church. The Methodist Church won the no, first. No, 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 I didn't say who was oh, first. Okay, yeah. I was just saying. But who the Methodist Church happened. was here in the 1600s. Yeah, but after John Wesley then decided, they, he came to Georgia and he was going to uh, educate the, the, the people, the, 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 prisoners. the Indians, to Methodism. They told him, go back there. <laughs> so he, his trip to America was not really good. But. John Wesley is the one who started the Methodism. Methodism in England, just what it's a, you do things in a in a special way, a method. Oh, so the Methodist is a, the word is a method. Yeah, comes from that, that's what he did. So, this is what they referred to him when he first founded Methodism. Okay, so, so what, his, what, excuse me, what are those methods that the Methodist church used? Okay, how do you, okay, in the Methodist church you have Everybody, everybody on the Sunday morning do one thing. You open with a song, hymn. You do your prayer, and you do your scriptures, and you do the Apostles' Creed, and then you take up your money, and then you go home. Say the word. <laughs> well, that sounds like all the churches do that now. <laughs> no, they, not, not then they did. No, they, they, they would preach for hours. Okay. You know, they preach all day long. Like we used to go to the baptizings up on up on Crane Lake and Southern, Crane Lake up there. And you go to the back. That was an all day service. Right there on Southern. There was the, the, the Baptist Church uh right up here. Um uh, New Light. New Light. <laughs> new Light. And I was, they were baptized in the lake up to at Southern. They would go to Southern University, to the lake? To the lake. They had a lake at Southern at the time? Yeah. And they were right by the, 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 the old elementary school. It was across from the law building. It was a bluff, and then it went down to the lake. People used to fish in that. 
So the bluff, it's so right? Still there. No, 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 not the bluff. Okay. The bluff is the river, but you come back is where the alumni building is. You know where the alumni? Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I know it's where the across from the law school. Okay. The law school came was next to the library. Oh yeah, that lake where you got to cross over when you're going. All right. right. Got, okay. And it, it, it was high. Like we, even with the road, and it slowed down to the lake, cause the lake drained into the Mississippi River behind Southern. So that's where they would do the baptism. That's what they. they would do. All, all the churches just knew like Baptist churches. It, all Baptist churches would go over there to do the. Yeah, and we and what they say we dry clean, we sprinkle at the altar. <laughs> 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 they, they, so they were dipping you there. So they dipped you in there. You got you got wet for real. You no, got, I wasn't. I was, I was that, break, not, no, not, no, not no, you. I, not I you. was baptized in 1926, and but I was confirmed in 1936. So you was one year old when I was baptized. baptized. That's when I was christened in Methodism. In Methodism. Yeah. So and then I was confirmed. What do you mean confer? I was entered into the Methodism and I became a full fledged member and was on the road. So now you gotta you gotta pay some dues now then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then that's right. me. But it puts you on the road. Yeah. So you let's go back to this. So Southern University where the law center is right now, right mm -hmm. behind there. No, no, no. Right in front of it. It's right in front of it. Right the, 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 the the first lab school was a building, a frame building. The, the, the Southern Lab School was... The bus lab. It wasn't called a lab school. Okay. What was it called? Demonstration Louisiana School? Louisiana Demonstration School? No, Demonstration School. It was right there, right by the lakes. Yeah. And it had four rooms on it. Had four what? Four rooms. Four rooms? See, when the, in 1922, people who went to the lab school stayed in Dunker. So you were able to live on campus? Yeah, in 1922, yeah, they lived on campus because usually they were like students who came from out of the neighboring places who there was no transportation except number six. You could go to McKinley if you graduated from elementary school, you catch number six in the morning and ride downtown. <laughs> the number six bus? <laughs> number six train. Train? That was a train going from Scotlandville to downtown. No, no, it came out of Chicago. Every morning? Every morning, went to New Orleans. So, it's a, in Scotlandville, you would have, if you wanted to go downtown then? you catch it in the morning at 6 o'clock. And, and it would drop you off downtown. And you come back, you could come back on 11 o'clock. But if you were going to school, you didn't come back until that evening. If you could afford to do that every day. And that was some who lived with other people there. Blacks have always had to, and this is what I told a white minister. I said, "You all were not smart. You all were the dumbest suckers in the world." <laughs> and he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "If you would have, after Emancipation Proclamation, given me the same rights you have, we wouldn't be having this conference today." All you had to do was make it even. If you would have given me a chance, I would have marched right with you. 
And when you got it, I got it. But you were so busy trying to keep it from me, you kept it from you also. Oh, no. You can't make me a slave so that you stay down there with me. Oof. I said, but no. my daddy taught me take advantage of the system you created. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, you told me to get an elementary education. I walked to Southern from first grade to a bachelor's degree, sir, and didn't miss many days. You and walk. when I retired, sir, I went home with all my money. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and, and what you say, your daughter give you money every, every month to do what? What kind of money does she give you? My beer, my allowance. Your, your daughter give you your allowance, what you call Not your... Not allowance, allowance. Allowance, she <laughs> give you your allowance, what you call your bill money? My, 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 my bill money, does she pay all the bills? Okay, but you talking about telling me, with your bill money, how you spell that one? <laughs> Lounge. <laughs> you talk about she ain't talking about paying no bills. That bill money is B E E R. <laughs> what, what your favorite bill is? <laughs> cool, right? And not the Billikens. <laughs> and the Parkour Pastor drink beer. He said you drink beer. I said God said everything in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> and what's moderation for me? May not be moderation for me. <laughs> So she get her allowance, she get her allowance each each yeah. month. And she go buy her, she go buy her bills. She ain't paying no bills. People on the street, don't bother that old lady. She well, she ain't got no money in that house. <laughs> yeah, dog, don't let her have no money now. How she live with a credit card? <laughs> and you get you some beer. <laughs> so they they know that. So it's no point we trying to rob me. That's how he got. They say she doesn't even have a penny job. No, she doesn't even have that. <laughs> her daughter takes care of everything. And so it, it, it works. So well, she, well, she got one of the brothers, Smith and Wesson. Oh, okay, one of them brothers, huh? <laughs> one of the gun brothers, huh? <laughs> she brings her brother with her. <laughs> you too much, you too much. So let's, you let's, forgot I was a school teacher. I had to well, talk to children in a way that made but you, education. But you was very right. entertaining for your, your, te your well, students. Well, I caught their attention. You can't teach nothing without their attention. What, what, where, where and what grade you taught? I taught ninth grade science at Capitol High School. And in 1967, Capitol High School was the seventh best high school in the United States. And the whites let it go from shine older to feces. When it shine like that. And when it came for the, 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 the magnet school, Exxon said, make capital. And they said, no, we had it going on. Because you well, you, you, the people taught children. They were students. They were thirsty for information like the push in 1961 or 6061, 60, I was teaching a class, general science class, and I had everybody's attention, and we were talking about Oak Ridge, and the um, now what is Oak Ridge? Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where the atom bomb created right there in Tennessee. And I was teaching them about electrons and protons and all of this. <laughs> And that Eliza was just, still just looking at it. So Brenda Green raised her and she said, Miss Small. And I said, Yes, Brenda, let's go see that. 
Can we go see that? I want to see that, Miss Mom. And so we pulled the card, and the principal came on, and they asked him, ask the board, can we go and see Oak Ridge? In Tennessee. In Tennessee. Brenda Green requested that. Requested that. A student. I, yeah. So Miss Keel said, let me, fill out, let me see. He wrote the letter, and bless their dear hearts, they said, you can't go. You can't? You cannot go. You said, why? He said, that's okay. Because of the color of your skin. You're not at. He said, let's ask him. He said, hey, don't give up. So when they were 10th grade, they asked again. And they said, no. Charlie told him, don't give up. And in 11th grade, they asked. They said, well, okay, you keep asking. We're going to let you go, but this is what you got to do. You got the whole conferences with the parents to teach them how to pack. You got to teach them how to eat. You got to teach them how to dress. So Charlie said, take all of that. Okay, we did everything they asked him. He said, but when you get in Livingston Parish, put your jeans on. <laughs> we left Capitol that evening. <laughs> Everybody, I have to grab on to everybody. The Cedar, the first, the first black school in the East Baton Parish going on an educational trip. The first one. First one. And they had hats, pocketbooks, and clubs, including me. <laughs> oh, y'all you, you dressed to the nine, and uh, you like going but to church, huh? They had a band <laughs> with the music. But, and we, we went on to, when we got to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, the driver said, we got a problem. He said, but I'm to pick up my relief here. And I said, but what is the problem? And he said, come up here where I can, well, I don't want to lose it. A demonstration was going on between blacks and whites in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. As I was and passing we through. Go, and we were to go to the bus station. And here come a busload of blacks. He said, we're going to have a problem. He said, but i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull in. And I'm going to pull to the back of the lot. Everybody get down. And they'll see an empty bus. He said, I'm just doing that to make sure nothing happens to these children. So I said, are you sure this? So he said, oh, you work. if they don't see nobody, they're not going to bother us. I will do it. And they lived through that. They got down. And he said, I'm going to be as quick as I can. And he went in, signed out, and they took him down and kept rolling. But he was, but he was a, a brother though. No, he wasn't. He was a white guy, and he protected you. That's right. And, uh, another year we went with, with Martin Luther King guy. We were caught in the, in, the, in the New York riot. That group, another group, was caught in the New. When Martin Luther King got killed, we were in Newport News. But y'all was going on a field trip. No, we were going on an educational trip. Educational trip okay. to New York. And we had to go through Washington, D.C. 
<laughs> and well, what happened? Well, we, uh, well, when we got along there, it was a bus driver standing out there trying to get somebody to stop his bus. They broke down a white man, so the bus driver spoke. Uh, stopped and picked him up as a courtesy. He didn't bother to look at what was on the bus. So when they were driving, you know, he said, the, our bus driver said to him, hey, what, what's going on? He said, the damn niggas burning down the damn town. And I said, stop the bus. And he looked in my face and saw the black. Hit the ground. Get off your bus. How far you had gotten? You were right outside of these. Oh, you, you had already gotten out. <laughs> so he got to get out too, man. He said, but. This your bus. And when the children. They waved at him. So they said, this motor will play, huh? Well, even when we were on bridge. Uh, the, the man called me on the end word. At, at Oak Ridge? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be no, not, not at all. And then I just got up from the, I was drinking a beer. Drinking a beer? And so I was, You wouldn't I, bother nobody, just drinking so your beer. I went to the beer, I said, Bucky, come here. I said, if you're going to get that piece of polite trash out of here, we're going to pack and leave and I'm going to call my congressman and tell him, what you doing? And I ain't gonna pay y'all. <laughs> now, if you want your money in the morning, you get that one big bottle of brother or yours out of here. Oh. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he probably left and let him come back here. <laughs> but in Scotland, I, I didn't know I was black. What you mean? <laughs> Hey, I went to Tampa. Everybody looked like me. So I, and then I played in the evening with 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 with, with the Kemp's, the Grawlers, and the and right back behind my house we played. And I said to Junior, I said, Junior, how come you don't go to school with me? You live in my neighborhood. He said, because I'm white. I said, what's that? He said, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody even knew what that was that's supposed to be, huh? These were children. We were children. And I came home and I said, Daddy, Junior Kemp said he white. <laughs> he said he <laughs> like, like nobody just thought something was wrong with that, did I? Huh? The... <laughs> he said I said, Well what am I? He said, you are colored. <laughs> that was a rude awakening for me. That was a rude awakening. But, but not only, you know, not only did I have to fight my way with whites, I had to do it at the lab school at Southern, about the Passe Blondes. What you mean by Passe Blondes? You can pass for white. See, they, on, on television, they, they talk about the people of color, but what about the people who have and have? Where did they come from? I have not heard nobody, black, white, mention that on national TV. That, what was that I told? 
Father Donovan came to a graduate class I was in at Southern. Who? Father Donovan from the Catholic Church. Okay. And so he was tooting his horn back. A Catholic high was the first school to integrate in East Baton Rouge Parish. I said, that's delightful. But who did you integrate with? He said, Jimmy Cook's children. I said, uh, Jimmy Cook from Exxon? He said, oh yeah, you know him. I said, yeah, he said, some, oh boy, a trustee boy. <laughs> and I laughed, I said, oh, father, they whiter than you. You didn't integrate. He said, um, they were invisible blacks. But I'm visible. Did you invite me? And he turned the blood red. He didn't have an answer. And I said, that's okay. You just didn't look at it the way I looked at it. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about it. But to, to this day, I, I said, I probably would have done the same thing to you too. You had a hard time. I was third grade when 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 that lady, a uh, half white teacher at Southern, called me get out of the way, you little black girl. And then I wouldn't move. Now you was a student at Southern. Southern Lab. Southern Lab. At the demonstration school, and she. I was staggering and she sent me to the principal's office and he asked me, would you hear what happened? I said, she called me black. I said, my name is Julia. And my daddy told me don't answer to nothing but that. He said, she did what? And I told him what she did. There was no, the first black Miss Southern was Marie Nero. Marie and Nero? Yeah, I was about a minute long. <laughs> about about the a minute doctors, long. Brunetta Potter. That's us. And said, we tired of this. We're going to have one of the your colors. And they did. They voted in numbers. That was 46, 44, 43, 44, 45, somewhere in there, 45. Marie Nero, before then, all of them had been fair women. Before that, all of them was just light-skinned, fair. Passe blanc. Passe blanc. So, even, even at that time, you're fighting against the overall system. Right. At the same time, you're fighting against your old people because mm -hmm. they're lighter. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I remember when I got ready to graduate from high school and I said, I said, I mean no disrespect, Mr. Logan, but nobody's on program who looks like me. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you got Barbara and Fanny and Joan, and they are basking. I'm not, and I don't have that hair, so, but I'm me. Who looks like me up there? It's my graduation and not yours. And I'd like to remember it. And I don't want to remember you because you're not in my class. <laughs> I wasn't sassy, I just had a different outlook on where my place was. It's like when I graduated college. Lord, I don't, I don't want to be no preacher. You don't want me in your pulpit. Okay, and I, I don't clean very well. 
so I can't do no how. You gotta find a place for me then. Yeah. Other than that, so huh? what do you say? Well, you can, you, what about teaching? But if I'm a teach God, I really want to be one of them who who who, who get it get the job done. You want to make a difference. You want to make a difference. And you did that when you took children to different states out of this, out of Louisiana to other states. I, 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 when we were on our way in, we came out of the Shenandoah. I, I never will forget that. And at the, in the horizon, just as we came out of the valley, and they came up, they saw the top of the Washington Monument. And a hush went over the bus. Every child got silent. You could just hear nothing but the hum of the motor. And as they got near, the Washington Monument got taller. And a young man came up and he cried. He said, it's a reality now. I said, what is a reality, Carrie? He said, Miss Moe, what teachers have been trying to teach us came alive. Just now. I value education. I know what I have to do now. And he just cried. He said, I'm going to do it. And the last time I saw Carrie, he said, Miss Moe, I've been to the Taj Mahal and I've been all of the places that my teachers taught me about. Education. That's what I tell the young people. You you don't have to you don't have to be lettered, but you need to be educated. There's a difference between being lettered. What's the difference between being lettered and educated? Educated means that I can do stuff. I have a skill. Okay, lettered means I got a BS, PhD. <laughs> M-U-S-E. <laughs> My daddy was the most educated man I ever knew. But he wrote with phonics, like your name sounded the way he wrote it. Kids do not get that today. They have, I have nothing wrong, nothing's wrong with the computer. But what are you going to do with your life? In two years, the white man's going to be in the minority and hopefully hell is breaking loose now before he gets there. He's going to destroy everything. He's intentionally. He's going to do that. He's going to try. He's, it's going on now. To make sure you don't benefit from any of it. He, they know the majority, majority went down to 57%. Then you got the Latinos. See, what needs to happen is the black and the Latinos and all the people of color need to get together. Congress, I guess what you were told in school, and I know what, what I was told, it's not evident that that's what government is doing now. Because the only thing that the, the Kentucky Colonel knows. <laughs> Kentucky Colonel. <laughs> the one that looks like a beaver. <laughs> no, he got two. two that's what I called it. Like a Kentucky corner. <laughs> slavery is over with. Slavery is over with. Even though you never explained it, you never said you were lost, you never did anything at all. Slavery is over with. Like it or not. 
it's over with. But the young blacks got to got to heist them pants up, and they told this girl told me what happened on her job, and she was they were interviewing this talented young black man, and came in there with the comb sticking in his hair and his pants down below his butt, brilliant. They didn't see that. They didn't see his brilliance. They didn't see he graduated summa cum laude. Didn't see that. They only think the appearance. And they didn't hire him. And so she said, said, give me a chance. Let me talk to him. And she went to him and said, but let me tell you one thing. Like it or not, they're the majority. Like it or not. And they don't respect nothing but money and letters behind your name that has a meaning. They respect that. But they also look at the way you look. Go home, put them pants off, put on their hair, put a tie on, come back tomorrow, look like you need a job. Came back, she done. We need to what is it? The world is not run by smart people. Did you know that? Uh, that's one thing I've, it took me a while, but I figured that out. It's not run by smart people, Mayor. Who's it run by? The mor morons. The people know how to make the money, though. Right. The other people lock up and they, they, they locked up and they're telling you what's on Mars and they're getting ready to go to Mars and they, 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 they hide the. the the mor moral, I don't want to say morals, but they, they make all the money. They hire the, the ones with all the uh, letters right. behind their name. Right. And see, the thing about it, black families have never learned. This is what our families are trying to do the next generation well. Okay, so what we do in our family now, when you get ready to get married, what do you need from us? What do you need so you won't start black in debt? If you go into college, let's find ways that you won't leave college. How many black families sit down and teach that to? Let's look for where money is. The, the guidance counselor at Capitol told me, your daughter getting ready to go to college, you might say, yes. She said, look for the money. Plenty of it out there. She's out there, but you have to look for it. So I found out all the money I could possibly find for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, even today, Particularly with our young, our young men, education is just not important anymore. I mean, you go to the local high schools, it's just it's just chaos. There's not a whole lot of instruction, education going on. Everybody on the in the class, they're, they're on the we cell call phone. Brenda Green's class again, class of '65. Said, Miss Mo, we need to get together. We retired now. We want to go back to Capitol and make a difference in the science department. We called. That been recently? A couple of years back couple years before ago. the pandemic. Okay. Before I got, about five years back or maybe more than that. We, I called the principal and told him who I was and what we wanted to do. And what he, uh, what do we need to make it work? And he told me, I'll get back with you. And I gave him my name, my number, my email. But never? I never heard back from him. 
He had no interest. No interest in that budget. But you know, that, that, some of the white teachers were great. And they had one night, Tex was on, and he was saying, uh, uh, using four-letter words and five-letter words and slogans and things. And uh, the lady was saying they were in the line. Oh, I don't see why he's using all these big words because they don't know what it is. I said, where do you live? And she said, in Prairieville. I said, you drive 20 miles every day? She said, yeah. I said, well, did he hired you, a white woman, to teach the black children what they don't know? You need a <laughs> you need to teach them that. So, you know, you could, and you, you white, you know, my old honey. <laughs> so when they had the strike, and with the 79, I crossed the line in 79. You crossed the, the, the strike line with the teachers? Why did you do that, Ms. Moore? Well, fortunately, it wasn't my battle. A white man was ugly to a white woman. He been ugly to me all my life. So they called my house by coming to work and I told her, I said, if you don't get off my phone, wherever I see you, you and I gonna have a dance. Don't you ever call my house again, Janelle. I, I'm grown, I'm gonna cross that line and if you get in my car's way, well, I'm gonna run over you. And and that's for sure. That wasn't your battle at all. And, and she said, well, why are you coming? I said, the children need me. I want to teach. I said, he was a little white woman. Y'all been ugly to me all my life. I just know how to fight back. And I don't fight cream either. I'm going <laughs> to fight just as dirty as you. And I, if you don't get up, I'll be there in the morning. <laughs> you, you let them know you're going to be there. So I'll be there in the morning. And so, when they, they had that show, he said, I, I, I walked the line, I had, I crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 1979, teacher strike and these battery repairs wasn't your battle at all. Wasn't my battle at all, and it messed up a lot of people's retirement. They had to work another year. You got your, the mm -hmm. Not no problem for you. Whatsoever, you know, it's uh, I, I, I guess I mean I, I've never understood it. Where did your color come from? Okay, my grandfather, my great grandfather, David Bradford. Where was he from? Wait just a minute. He was the child of Mally Bradford. No, Mally Bradford, the plantation owner, had a son called David by an Indian woman. That child had curly hair and was fair. Fair in complexion? Yeah. Okay. He married David, had a son by an Indian woman named Lady. Named Lady? That's what they called this Indian woman. No African in there whatsoever. This married only Indian and Caucasian. So, Dave Bradford married Martha Norwood from the neighboring plantation. And she brought the African part into our family. They had six children. Jane was blonde with blue eyes. Okay. 
Tom was a mulatto. Howard was blacker than a hundred midnights down in the Cypress Swamp. Ardell was blacker with hair she could sit on. And Jetty, the baby, no, 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 Cyrus, mulatto. And Jetty was red bone. And Jane was blonde with blue eyes. So you had all. Say it again. You had all. Right. Complexion of. They were all mixed up. Now, look, look what's happening in my family now. Okay, I'm a fourth generation grandpa. Bruce, my son, married an Irish woman. This happened to Kiki married a Chinese woman and got two little children. What happened in my? Then Warina married a German man <laughs> and bring four other Germans with him. Germans. Jamie is married to General George Patton. <laughs> This, this is just your immediate family, your children. And when we gather, I am in the minority now. <laughs> you, you the darkest one in the family? <laughs> no, no. And not many of us left. Oh, no. Okay, then. No, that makes sense. We had uh, uh, Jane's daddy and his, her mom and all of them came to the Bradford family reunion, honey, and danced on the floor and had a little time with her. And that white. Okay, then if we can live with peace like that, why is it that the Congress and McConnell and all, why is it that they can't, everything is no. Why? You're not punishing me. I'm used to doing that. Blacks used to doing, taking a little and making it work. The industrious white, you got industrious white, you got more poor white folks than you got more black folks. So when he do stuff, ugly stuff, he think he punishing me? No, 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 no. Yeah, my poor them. And then Biden gave us money. And you never hear them say anything about it. We have become mean-spirited, black and white, against each other. No. And nobody benefits from the mean spirit. And where's the church? Everybody's a Christian going to heaven, whole soul and body, and don't get along with your fellow man. You are lying. The truth ain't nowhere near you. Oh, hold on, are you talking about them church folk? Yeah, I'm talking about the church people. You ain't talking about any specific religion. I'm no, talking church folks. The church people. Here, here. Uh, who is that? The, the, the uh, out of Utah, the senator out of Utah, the minister in the Mormon church. And he let a two-bit hustler make him say no. I, I, I couldn't. I, I, I called Bill Cassidy and thanked him for the vote when he voted against him. He voted for his impeachment. No. You know, we, our young blacks, what are we teaching the young men? And, and, and don't give me this thing about he didn't grow up with a father. You have a lot of successful people who grew up with, 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 with fathers. 
you know. And I think about my, my, my dad and mama's marriage was an arranged marriage. My daddy was, and they got married. And you've never heard of a black being arranged marriage. Okay, my dad came out of a family, all of the girls were beautiful and all of the men were handsome. Okay, so my dad thought that the world owed him something. So he was down in the quarters with the, the ladies of the evening. <laughs> in New Orleans? No, down, down in the quarters. Oh, the plantation quarters. Right here in Scotland, they had the quarters right there where, where, where Liberty Bank is, was the quarters. That was, they call that the quarters? It was the quarters. It had a, the shotgun houses. It was the quarters here in the Scotland community. So it was before the French Quarter in New Orleans. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that. I hear that. Quarters. My grandfather, my grandmother died on March the 3rd, 1909. No, 1903. My dad's nine years old. Jim was at. University of New Orleans and all the Jim was at New uh, University of New Orleans. Uh, Harold was at the University and Olivia. And all of the other children were at home and she died and and before she died a letter came saying so she said, Who's the letter from? They said, Maddie Banks and she said, Read it And they said, Dear Alder Bradford, I'm I'm three months pregnant and this is in old nine. So Grandma died. In June, he marries the lady. <laughs> and, but she would not take the five minor children. It was Julia, Dave, Dole, Martha, and Pimmy. And they were all like 13 on back to two. So Jim came out of the out of college. Now, and Jim, that's, that's my dad's that's brother. That's your daddy's brother. He was dating a Mary, <laughs> and they were going to get married. So she, he said, Mary, I got a problem. And she, he told her, she said, let's get married now, Jim. So they got married, and she was a mother before she was a bride. And she got five children that not hers, and she took them. That's why I don't let nobody talk about Jim Pryor. Nobody. And of that, Julia ran away. Jim was sharecropping on the Cheatham for her husband, okay. In 09, he went to Exxon, but before then, Dave ran away, Julia ran away, Pimmy ran away, and they had to send Martha to New Orleans to live with the other sister. And I only left my daddy. So he said, Julia, I went down in the corner and said, Lord, I need some help. I had five children you gave me and I lost four of them. Help me with the last one. I said, what shall I do? And the Lord said, get the little wife. And Jim said, got up off his knee and went straight on Ellen Grove and said, said Mary, you got any sisters at home? She said, yeah, I got a sister. About how old? She 18. She said, bring over here. We're going to arrange a marriage. And how old was he at the time? Daddy was twenties. Uh, 25, somebody like that. And so they, they Jim cleaned daddy up, got dressed him up, shampooed and shined over there. He went on coaching. 
and Mama would all fix stuff, and they liked one another. So then Mama lived over in Iperville Parish, but there was a train that ran, and Daddy would go co coating. <laughs> go coating, catch the train to go coating. And go coat and then coat. <laughs> but anyway, they married. That's your mother? That's my mom. Okay. I, but when she came to the diary, Mama had $5 for her diary. And she got five dollars because she picked cotton. On the cheetah plantation? On the no, no, on cheetah. the plantation, though. Not the box day. Uh, but uh, it's over there in Hyperville Parish. Can't think of it. That's just long enough to look at. Um, then it was drafted. World War One was on. And they got married in March. Daddy went to war in June. And Mama got $13 a month. That was her allowance, uh, alimony, whatever they paid them. The military? And Daddy said he never picked the gun up. He drank his weight. <laughs> well, they didn't want the blacks to fight. In World War One, they didn't want them to fight. Right. They drank so he, he said when Armstrong was signed, he was in the ca uh, castle drinking champagne. He said, they, you don't want us to fight? No, then we don't have them. And the blacks did not. That's interesting. So your dad told you that story? Mm -hmm. So he came all back home. After how, how long he served? Uh, he went in in June and came out like January. The same, the next year? Yeah. Because Thompson's was in November of the same year he went in. In November. And uh, he went to work at, uh, at the uh, Standard Oil. And that's what, now your dad, your dad or your dad's brother went to college? Jim went to college, his brother. So even back then they was doing, they was taking higher education. Yeah, well see, preachers' children went to college, for sure. And people who had money, you know, like that. And also, in 1927, yeah, and we still played together. <laughs> The last time I heard of Junior, he'd gone to Loyola to. Um, now, Junior was the Italian that you grew up no, next to. No, uh, uh, he was a uh, poor white trash. <laughs> <laughs> but he was your friend, huh? Huh? He was, he was your friend. Yeah, huh? we all played together in the line with the Dragos and, and, and the Smiths and the Brawlers. And nobody, and when they had, uh, not Fairchild, what's the next street? What's the next street from Fairchild? Curtis. Huh? Curtis? Curtis Street? Curtis. In World War II, all of those houses over there, that was built for the officers in an all-black community. It, it, we weren't all-black. In the, in, 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 in the 40s, they built the houses for the white officers. And that's where they're from Harding. But they put the the uh, black tar machine company in the all black neighborhood. That pods and into the put one black for my house. So they put a black way they made uh, black tar. 
They put right. that in the, in the and they, Right there behind them, uh, uh, not on Cudi, not on, not on Grebe, it's right behind Grebe, I got much of that. Not Oreo, not Goose. Come on, not come around. That's where a uh, 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 um, factory was put to manufacture the black tar to put down the runways at Harding. So Harding, at that time, you said they built officers' houses, military officers? Yeah. Well, why would they build them in the... Because Harding Field was an army air base. It hasn't always been commercial. So it was, they, it was Harding Field? Harding Field. And, it, and, it, and your, your mama was a drill sergeant with our team. But, My mother? Yeah, she was doing a student teaching at, 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 on our class. But her trainer came out of Harding Field. Who was at McDonald's and there were two soldiers that were assigned to teach her how to call the drill orders. And she, we had, during the war, we had a drill, drill team. We wore white. Red red jackets, and that was in what forty two. We wore red jackets and white uh, skirts and and red and white socks and white shoes. And she called the drill, and we would we would do drill at basketball games, the college basketball games. What what college? So, so y'all <laughs> hold on so. Harding Boulevard was a, just a field. No, no, Harding. No, no, Harding, there was no Harding Boulevard there. Okay, no, okay. It was just Harding Field. That was just a field, what, what the airport is today. Right, you see, Fairchild went all the way, went, Fairchild used to go all the way to Plank Road. But when, airport. but when the airport came, the right of public domain cut it all and took from Plank Road to, I can't think of what's the name of that street where, uh, right there. Uh, it's right under the path, under, under the interstate. It took all of that in. And in that, John Chapel was a United Methodist Church that was caught up in the right of public domain. And they moved from up the lower part of Fairchild to where it is over in, in Zion City. Off of Plank Road. Yeah, the officers. It was a military base there. And and where was the houses located at? They built oh, Curtis in all black in the neighborhood. And they built, the houses are still there. They built those houses for military purposes only. Right. And they and the for the World White, War Two. And the White World War Two. So the military, so the they used to fly military planes in Harding, right? In the Harding Field. And after the war was over, East Baton Parish bought Harding and made it because the airport was down there where Brecky is now. Off of a uh, good, not good wood. Independent, independent, independent. Independent. used to be. Yeah, independent. That was independent. And, and so they independent wood there. Florida. Florida, Independence yeah. and Woodville. Independence. All of that used to be the, the airport then. And then the city bought that. And then the war was over with. They sold those houses. That's so where Chauncey, Chauncey lives in one of them. Chauncey Slack. Yeah, and Sandra, Sandra Clem, mm -hmm. Sandra, 
She lived in her mama had one of them houses. Did the Patties live in that area? No. 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 Oh, okay. No. Kermit lived on Fatch House. Fatch House, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this, so Scotlandville have all this greatness. Of who, who, Scotlandville was here before Southern University was here. No, yeah, Southern University came here. Oh, oh, what? Oh, 2014. Twenty fourteen. I mean, nineteen fourteen. Yeah, right. They moved it. They moved from and New they, Orleans. They, right. It was where Xavier Preppy was then. Um, uh, where Xavier, where they moved it from New Orleans because it had outgrown where they were. And so they came to, they, think, they thought when they bought it on the river it was going to be mosquito infested. <laughs> and it's one of the, the only other college, and two other colleges, uh, Bethune-Cookman is on the, on the Atlantic, on the Atlantic Ocean. It's Southern uh, is on the Mississippi River. On the bluff. And then the, who, there's somebody in uh, Norfolk Virginia? In Norfolk, in Hampton? I can't, that's, uh, oh, what, that, that, where, 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 uh, uh, past, uh, uh, oh, God, Close Tail went to college. Where'd she go to college? I'm not sure. It's in, in Virginia, in a predominantly black college. But it ended up being, a, it certainly ended up being a beautiful place. So, it, it's, it, it, they bought a beautiful place, you know, because, it doesn't like flood in Scotland. We was talking about Scotlandville, about the the, pe the, the people who, when the annex, mm -hmm. okay, the airport, Southern Heights, right, and the mall. Yeah. Now, where was that mall located again? It, it's right there, where the, it's right, right across from Bartlow's uh, Drugstore. It was a whole mall on there. Plank Road. On Plank Road, they had a Kroger's. They had a. They had a. Oh God, I'm trying to think. Oh, it, it was like that, a Kmart. That, yeah, that's where that. That's where that. Uh, make cross from that where that McDonald's is now. No, no, no. no. You, you, you know where Promise Land is? The Church Promise Land. What about Winfield? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, next, okay, right next to it. They got oh, okay. a, like a, not a truck stop. Well, I call it a truck stop where they... Uh, kind of like a warehouse or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, right next to, to air, on airline and... Uh, airline plane. Yeah, yeah and overpass, okay. Mm -hmm. There used to be a Kmart or something right there. They, 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 had, uh, they had a drugstore in there. They had a uh, grocery, a Kroger's. And they had like a shopper's fair, and there wasn't a shopper's fair. They had a dress shop. They had nice little stores that, that we didn't have to go to downtown Baton Rouge. So y'all had, had your only place to shop at. Mm -hmm. All right. Now there was a, uh, Scotlandville was a, was a, has been a thriving community. It's been a thriving bedroom community. There was no industry here. No industry. Everybody either worked in my time, you either walked to the mingle. What, what, what was the mingle? Uh, the mingle was a wood company that made furniture? Yeah, that they brought the logs down. Oh, a lumber company. Lumber company. They floated the logs from up in uh, Ohio with the Mississippi River. And the gap was walk the logs. 
And that's some of the, 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 the people who came to camp with the Mr. Louise Coleman, Ms. Carrie Alexander, and Ms. Juanita Grant came from Ohio. And they were cooks on the Seminola. The Seminola was the, the steamship that pushed the logs. Seminola. Seminola was the name of the, the boat. And that's the property they gave the alumni over there. Southern University alumni. And they've wrapped all the way around and come into the, the edge of Southern. They gave them that. It was a mingled company. Uh, uh, what that boy, uh, uh, what that boy's name got it for us. He's a lawyer now. He was a representative. Fields. Cleo. Cleo. Okay. So Cleo helped y'all to acquire the he property. He helped to, to get that from the mingle. And, and today, they, they built the uh, Southern University Alumni Center there? I mean... I, I don't, nothing is on there. Nothing is there? They got a small house on campus. They used to have an alumni house. I don't know if they still have it or not. But anyway, that's in the Ming, like Daddy walked to the Standard Oil. So, okay, the Standard Oil showed Everybody, up right on time. Now, it was called Standard Oil then, but Exxon, uh, Standard Oil, whatever it was, they, they, like every church, if they had workers at Standard Law, were trained in first aid. Every, every church had a first aid team. Exxon did that for them. And they would have competitions on how to, you know, if a man, right outside here, on a Sunday morning, a man had a wreck. And he was cut real bad on the arm or somewhere, and Daddy was on the first aid team from Exxon, and he tied and made the tourniquet, and, when they, and, took it, and they took him to the hospital. And they, every, the, the team was trained in resuscitation and stuff like that. Exxon had that. Exxon had a band. <laughs> Exxon had a band. Exxon band, uh, Henry Jackson. My daddy played trumpet, and then Henry Jackson played trumpet in the band. I mean, so you, I mean, Exxon had a band. For blacks. Now, what you mean a band for black? Exxon. That's what I said. It was standard all. Uh, uh, Melba, Melba Stewart's daddy was the teacher. <laughs> Melba Simmons. Melba, Mel, Mel, she was Melba Stewart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what? What the band? What the purpose of the band? Just entertain. They played at places. They played at the churches. <laughs> not not just gospel music. Yeah. They, play, they played anywhere. They play, but, but it was just gospel music, or they played all it, type of music. They played like marching music, most part. Oh, okay, like, like a, okay. That. Uh huh. And and then uh, they they once a year they'd have this great, huge picnic. Uh, I, it's pitiful what they did for, and then even today, you know, Exxon gives grants, and this is how my organization, our organization, is funded. They give grants if an Exxon employee works twenty hours, we get five hundred dollars, up to five thousand mm, dollars, and that comes from Exxon. So Exxon to help but support. Exxon got a pipeline going through where. Right on, on both sides of the railroad track, they just put one on down the street from me, and they got one right over here that runs for, to Canada. 
and it and, we, and it broke. When when that happened? In the thirties, and oil was all over the, the community. Plant. Not just the plant; it was everywhere. It was right here, just here, right there. So Exxon. And then they just put one the where they used to tailgate over there. No trespassing on that, but that Southern Homecoming, they were they were back on the no trespassing. They just put the line down. So this part of so Scotlandville, which used to be Scotland, that used to be Scots Bluff, that used to be Snowden. But but Scotland, the name after the the European country, Scotland. Mm -mm. It came from. It was Scott's Bluff. The plantation that Southern bought was owned by Scott. Southern was a plantation. Southern was a plantation. Okay, and where the archives building is is a whole was a whole house. <laughs> they were back. The, the steam was up behind the. What's the man? <laughs> I'm just this listening. So, but Southern University, or Southern University. The house is still there. What, where, where that house is in? It's an old house that's across from the academic building, right on the bluff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, oh, I know it's a white house. Right. Oh, that, that, right. that, that, that little house. It's by the old president's home. Yeah. Right. It's now Donald C. Wade's house. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. That house is still there. It's still there. And what, what was that house? A whole house. All Southern Capital. But <laughs> it wasn't Southern it Capital. Wasn't it then. was Scott's Plantation. It was Scott's Plantation. Yeah, that's where the name came from. So the Scott's family owned the property where Southern University is right now. Right. And the, 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 the steamboat would back up under the bluff and they would go up to the whole house. That's where Scott's <laughs> Bluff Funeral Home got its name, too. Right. Which is right two blocks from where we yeah, are. Yeah, they, they bought the old cook building. Miss Meadows bought that. She came here from Mississippi uh, in the 30s. Miss Meadows? Yeah. So, so let's go back to Southern University. So, when it, so, so the property that Southern University sits on was, per, was Scott's plantation. Yeah. And they sold it. To the state of to Louisiana. To the state, when they were they were trying to say it's it's mosquito infested, so they were trying to get them out of New Orleans. So they moved to in uh, Poteen. And they figured it was it was just a, it right. was a, it was a plantation, so they ain't gonna but, do nothing with it. Oh, uh, during World War One, they sent a lot of the how do I say? They brought a lot of the men. To Southern to learn to read and write, who were in the army couldn't read and write, so they, they sent them down to learn to so read. So the government had to, had to educate them some kind of way. Right, that you know, like the greatest education of Bill been out was the GI Bill. That's the greatest one, GI Bill after World War Two. If it had not been for the GIBU and had that, yeah. uh, I mean, blacks really, the black boys came back here like Booty Bonds and Moody and Smitty and Turvey and all of God. They took advantage of it and got up, got, got a baccalaureate. And some of them even got beyond baccalaureates like that. 
So the GM, I'm still thinking about those, about that. So Southern University was a, was a plantation owned by. The, what did it grow on that plantation? You remember? That was another. Well, well, well you, you you have to realize where you live. Cotton was king. Well, where I came from, they had sugar cane, so I didn't know cotton was grown in the. Where you from? The town called Franklin, Louisiana, right below Lafayette. But yeah, Rum Cabin used to pass in Franklin. Cabin. Mm-hmm. Not Franklin Tun, Franklin. I know what you're talking about. Oh, Franklin yeah. Tun is in Washington Parish. You know. Yeah, you're right. You do your stuff. You do your st- <clears throat> Now, right, we are at the church. Now, you grew up in this church. This church you have gone I to. I was born in this church. I'm the oldest member on the road. You was born in the church. I was born here in, in 1925. Capital was here and it came in 1917. So this church been since 1917. It made mm-hmm. you there's some history of this church. Well, what's the history mm-hmm. of this church made? What do you mean? What's the history? You say something about name after your Oh, it's named after now Camper Memorial United yeah, Methodist they were Church. Tell it's them. named after my great 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 uncle, Bishop A. P. Camper. He was a missionary. Pick Africa. Right. Oh, what part of Africa? Nah, River, that go that can be from Ethi- e- from Egypt to Sudan to Ethiopia. No, it, it wasn't in that part of Africa. No, I do not. Well, you know, e- you know, Egypt is never really. Oh yeah, yeah, they consider. Right. Yeah, it's a whole other part of the. That's not Africa. Huh? Yeah, you know, like Vara went when she went to, she went to South Africa and she went to the to the door. In South Africa, where they passed the slaves through. Who, who did that? My daughter. Your daughter? Okay. Yeah, but what happened was she had a friend who was the vice president of Howard. They had sent their son, who was the prince, to Howard, and they invited artists to come to visit them. And Barry said she stayed in the palace and it didn't have any air. <laughs> she said, but it had marble walls. And it was cool. And they took her to the door. It's where they brought the slaves. The doors of no return in the South Africa. No return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got them in several places. I visited one in in a synagogue called Goreal. Yeah. The doors and of no return. Was that, and when they brought them, I took a picture of the one in in the Charleston area where they brought them to the what was that called? Charleston, South Carolina. It was in South Carolina. The market. Where they brought them to the market for auctioning. Oh, for auctioning, yeah. auctioning blocks. And then they, right down the street from that, they got the statues of the the Jamaican people who helped Virginia. Jamaican people. <laughs> for, for, for who helped during the Civil War. That in 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 in, in uh, that's that's beautiful statues. And then not to put this church. That was a stop on the Underground Railroad, and you looked at the floors, and there were slits in the floors. It was to get air in the basement for the slaves who were running away. I'd never seen that till I went to this church. It was it was in Charleston. So you had you had a chance to see a whole lot and experience a whole lot. Well, I don't like traveling now. I hate flying. Well, I had. Well, well, I, did. I, I have to wear stuff on me to keep me because after I had the second cancer. 
Okay, then all that, what you call that again? Lymphedema. No, whatever well, I, it did. One arm bigger than the other. But I flew to Seattle, and when I came back, it was one arm bigger than the other. So that atmosphere pressure, I guess. Yeah, huh? and I'm supposed to, uh, he said to fly, now I need a sleeve. So uh, I said, well, here. Yeah, see, you got on all your beautiful red today. What that red represent? Did your birthday? I, my birthday. I, I have not decided what I'm going to do for my birthday again. I keep saying I'm going to go skinny dipping and start out. <laughs> give me a keg of beer. A keg of beer. A keg of beer. Not a keg. A keg. You know, uh, no, we don't want no six pack. Uh, uh, <laughs> he said a keg of you beer. You don't even want a quart. You know? I, 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 I know. What the boy? What the boy? Tell me. I looked back at, at the police bringing beer to Julia Moore's house. <laughs> the police were bringing you beer. Uh -oh. so they want to come in your house. They had to bring you some beer. No, 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 no. My students were police. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> so they all know. They, they won't be your friend. They better bring you some beer. Course light. They almost say, "Come to Julia Moore's birthday, y'all." Okay. <laughs> No, just bring us a beer. She's going to be happy. No, don't go in. Just put it out on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the front step of porch. <laughs> no, I, I don't go out the front. I brought, they'll give me two ramps on the back and make it accessible for me. Just bring you some cold, cold no, beer. No, not cold. It'll be cool. Yeah. It's just room temperature. And uh, 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 Brenda Green had a bag with a check and a six pack. <laughs> so, uh, when did you acquire this taste for beer? When I left uh, Scotch. What is it? Oh, no, no, no. You see, when you, when you left Scotch, you told me. No, 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 no. Okay. I had gone to Jim uh, Jack Black. <laughs> so, you, so you, so corn, you didn't let you corn, live? corn, no, not corn licking. Corn. Uh, what is, what is Cognac? Uh, what is, what is, not barley, what is it called? Uh, scotch, I went from scotch to black. Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Not barley, it's not, it's not like scotch and it's not a true bourbon. <laughs> I don't know nothing about and alcohol. They, I can't think of what his name right now. And I went from that. When I drank that, when my sister wouldn't take that no more, I said, well, let me go. Your bigger. sister wouldn't take it. So what did that do to your sister? Uh, I didn't like it no more. It didn't start. Wasn't, I couldn't taste it. It was, didn't. Wasn't right. Uh, was that after all them, uh, the, the treatments? Sure. No, not really. It just, then I got my, my taste for beer. And then I started, because I drink, you, know, you may drink beer, I drink Jack Pack. <laughs> so you, so when you, you my go, drink partner. You gonna go hang out with you, they had to be, they had to be real drinkers. No, no, not really. I had some friends who didn't even drink no tomorrow. Okay. But I, I, all of them gone. <laughs> you had drank them all, and they still. So now you promoted. You were now. Hold on, we can't be promoted alcohol. See, I was I was born in twenty five. I was baptized in twenty six. Now Elma is a hundred and one, but she hadn't been at 
care for as long as I had been a member. Talking about Elma Davis. Elma Davis. Mm. I remember when Elma used to be the house mother and I go to that. You know, that that's something that's not ever discussed in Methodism <coughs> about uh, Bishop Jones in the 30s bought this 300 acres on the uh, uh, Gulf of Mexico for $5,000. 300 acres for $5,000? Yeah. What year was that? He, was, he looked like he was white. Mm. So they sold it to him. They didn't know he was black. So when the churches merged, this was the Kabona contingent. The, the Louisiana Conference had the, five, the 300 acres, and the whites had nothing. They had nothing to bring. The George said, don't merge. And they merged anyway. And they took charge of our 300 acres and promoted us to a lesser part of Methodism. They merged to take y'all stuff. Right. And then, then was that Bishop Harvey, you know, Reverend Conrad shouldn't have never been moved. Mm -hmm. He went from having an assistant pastor to, to be a circuit writer. Of course, they have to pay him, but that should not have happened. Now, where, where was the other church? Because he disagreed with her. Where, where was the other church, where the other church came from that y'all merged with? No, we didn't move. We never moved. Oh, we yeah, never moved, okay. No, 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 no. no. My had a, my mama's sister Mary. They used to, me see Mary William and Emma and John and Mary and James, Miss Hansberry, Miss Bertrand. We get on the railroad track right there. Right over here off of Scotland Avenue. Yeah, and walk up to Thompson Chapel. Wow! <laughs> when you gonna bring me my communion? <laughs> <laughs> now who is this? The pastor? This is this the pastor? Okay, what's your name, sir? Casey Roberson. I I know y'all were taking on this. No, week. no welcome. Uh, we got we got the the pastor who came in here to come on, take a picture with you right quick, pastor. Okay, we about we about ready to wrap it up now. Anything you can think of that we want to bring forward or share before we and talked about age, it talked about that. It's a strange thing. My house was built in 1922 with sweat equity. The neighbors helped to build my house. That house was 100 years old. When the first camper was built in 1917, over there, the people, other denomination, do you know in 19, 1920, we had Camp Memorial Methodist Episcopal Church, we had Presbyterian Church, we had in, in 1917 the Church of God in Christ. Then we had in 19, 1883 Mount Pilgrim, and in 1895 New Light was in Nickwax, where Nickwax Cemetery, and they moved to Blunt Row. And in 1916, you had Greater Mount Carmel. And whenever we did, when when the hurricane of 1934 came through here and blew Camper out of line, it blew it north. And the, the engineer from Exxon came out and they told me, you need to, you can pull it back. And they encamped about what was called two hog noses. And all of these churches came to help camp. We used to help one another. The churches worked that close together. Well, they, they, we helped to build the, the Mount Carmel. We, had, we helped to build the, 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 the 
overlay, the, the, the house is still there. The, the first AME church is over, it's still standing, the house is still standing. And they, we helped each other. During the depression, there were no hungry or homeless people. We paid each other. We, we were close-knit community. So what have happened? I, and we had, Sunday at Calvary, you had F-word leaves, and all the denominations came. And we would have the church picnic, all the denominations came to camp. I, I don't know what happened. I woke up one morning and everybody got territorial. And like we said, and they would have the big baptizing. All people would, on Sunday, they would have church with the big baptizing at Southern Highland. Wow. There was showtime. People would dress up to go there. And you bring your lunch and sit under the tree. So it was not, it's almost like it is for a football game now. Right. But it was more to that because you always, the community was coming together supporting. Yeah. Uh, okay, in 1980, I had a dream. My mama came back and she said, you guys, I said, oh Lord, I'm in trouble. And I said, yes, Mama. She said, you're going to have cancer, but baby, you're going to be all right. This is 1980. This happened. And then 15 years later, now you thought I was, was gone and I had mammograms and all that. And when I got 69 years old, a friend of mine in my former life uh, touched my back. <laughs> told, a, told a boyfriend. I didn't say that, I said a friend, a friend of mine, okay. and my life, <laughs> came back. life, he had died, and he came back and he touched my breast and it oh. exploded, and when I woke up that morning, I found that out, so when the, when the doctor came, I was sitting there on this table waiting on him, and he found out that I had breast cancer, so he sent me to Mencia to remove my breast, and Mincia acted a perfect jackass, and I told him what he could do for me, and dismissed myself after I hooped and hollered and cussed till I got tired. So I went to another doctor, and so he removed the breast. Ten years later, 79. The second breast I lost. But before I lost it, I let the white doctor talk me into doing a conservator on my breast, and I had 70 nine years old. I wasn't dating, I wasn't having sex, and what did I, I wouldn't have no children, wouldn't have willing I let him do that to me, and I went along with it. And then a friend of mine called me, and she said, Dreamer, how you doing with your mastectomy? Didn't have one. She said, your daughters are dirty, get that breast off before the sun go down. So I got up, put my clothes on, and me and my brothers went to the doctor's office, and I laid my brothers on the counters and said, my brother and I, Smith and Wesson, came for my stuff. You mutilated me. <laughs> you had, you showed back up at the doctor's office? Mm-hmm. With a, with a, with a, with a gun to mm -hmm. let him know that? Uh, he, had, he had mutilated me, and I let him. He did it with my permission, but... By the time I got through hooping and howling and person Peter Bostick said, when you get through it, they call me. At 10 o'clock, Barry called him, he said, bring her in. And then two days later, it, my breast was gone. So they encouraged me to go into the study, and I went into the study by Dr. Kelly up in uh, Seattle. 
and they found out I carried a bracket gene. I got it from my mama, who got it from her mama. It runs in the family. But you showed up at the doctor's office with a gun because he had mutilated me. <clears throat> I had to have two other surgeries because I let him talk me into conserving that 79 of breast. You, you, you 80 years old, you, 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 you should just go to when they hit on and, and remove well, that. Right, no, he should have removed the breast <clears throat> because he didn't listen at the woman who was the pathologist. That's who called me and said your bottles are dirty, get it off. And she was the one who put me in the study also. So what we do now, we try to encourage women, black women particularly, and I was in your genes. In this study, I'm on the computer constantly looking for studies. I got a call in now to um, Brenda Bruce's his son is in research, what's out there for me? As I was out there for black women and black men, what studies going on? You know, we I have participated in several studies. The one that the lady from uh, Black Women and Sex, Dr. Schroeber, out of MD Anderson there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had a surgery at MD Anderson. Two, at two. Schroeber was there, and I put that girl's name. That, that was, that was a, I liked that study. It, it asks you deep questions about you and your sex life with reference to black women. What's in the house, nobody tell it, well, it doesn't bother me. But I had cancer, and I, I've been trying to get them to study Bruce's class. I've been try I'm trying to get Temple now to study this class. It had so much cancer in there. Class of 67. 67. Temple University? Southern High. Southern High. It, it was like we counted eight women who lost that battle, mm -hmm. and I'm, I was I had talked with with Dr. Mitchell and trying to get her to study. I tried to get Pennington to study the class to see w why what was going on with this class because she had so much cancer. The uh, uh, Lockett died from uh, Prince. Prince Boston. Yeah, he died from uh, Bruce had it. I had it, Vara had it, Bruce had it, then I got two, and then Uncle Bud had six girls, other six girls, five of them had breast cancer. So it had nothing to do with Exxon or that plant? No, or that, it's that, in our genes. Your genes, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's called BRCA1 and BRCA2. BRCA? BRCA, capital B-R-A-C-A. BRCA. And uh, we've got two cousins now. Paula Hayes' sister has it. And Elnora was like me. I didn't have to have radiation or chemo. These are my cousins in the next generation. So but did it just so happen they all in the same community? No. We inherited it. It's in our genes. I'm saying, but they're from you, the same no, community? No, no, no. You're genetically oh, your okay. genes. Like your, your mama gives you uh, an X. Always. Your daddy gives you an X or a Y. Okay. That, now, what is on that X? <coughs> chromosome. chromosome. That, the X is the chromosome, and you got the, 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 what's on there determines what kind of health you're going to have. Whether you ain't going to inherit. Is it inheritable? We got the BRCA gene on the chromosome. You don't have, you don't have that. Okay? I have it. Where did I get it from my mama? And my mama had breast cancer and didn't even know it. And that's what made me mad. I got mad when mama died. 
and, and I said, Daddy, you slept with her every night and never noticed nothing different. How old was she? 61. And the man said it had eaten her kidney up. And, and she had a heart attack on Christmas night. And I was married with my dad, you know. And I said, you know, I'm crazy, but that's okay. He loved me anyway. So, and then Grandma had it. And so the BRCA is an inherited, you inherit, you're genetically disposed. So you, do your daughter when, have it? Huh? Your daughter, does she have it? She had Okay, they found a gene in her. They found one in her they had never seen before. <laughs> hey, but blacks don't want to know. We don't want to know. And my thing, tell me, I don't want to be ignorant about me and my body. When I, I joined Sisters, when she called Sisters Daughter in 97, and this is a group of, of 11 of us, and we won national awards, won two times, the best captors in Sisters Network. And we, we, we built boards, and we held... Uh, conferences and then we, we, we did uh, the barber shop. You need to hear, you need to film the barber shop. Oh, it's wonderful. You, you, you wrote that. I wrote the barber shop. Well, that's well, a play? Yeah. yeah. It's you been at the barber shop what they talk about. <laughs> very, I can tell you creative. I know you creative. Yeah, right. and it was presented at the last time that the Louisiana yeah. Coalition of African American right. And they did it once on cross country. We got so many requests. No, 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 but we never, the man who was, was filming it didn't have any film in his camera and we lost it. Tell us what the bar, you wrote The barbershop is a group of men. And they talk you in the barbershop. Daddy used to go to the barbershop in Monsdale. They they talk about everything from from ad back to odd to zygote. What that? From A to Z. A to Z. Okay. Then. Okay. And in that they talk about women and who uh, what happened with them and and talk about you know I'm 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 what is that. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm Nero the numbers man. What are your phone numbers? What are your phone help numbers? What are you, I'm asking that question. What are your phone help numbers? Blood pressure? What else? Diabetes? Sugar? What sugar. else? Uh, cholesterol? Cholesterol? What's uh, up? BMI? Those are your phone numbers. And, and see, this is what it said. What are your phone numbers? Yeah. What is your temperature? He asked questions about your body that you're supposed to know. He said, I know all of that. You need to know this too. And then, and then, then there's another one come on that he knows everything, everything that there is that ever been written will be written. It will not. He said, but if you listen to me, your wife will be a rich widow come in the morning. <laughs> a rich widow. <laughs> You'll be dead. You'll be dead. She will marry somebody else. Man, get yourself checked. <laughs> Quit listening to people like me. I will get you killed. And that's what the barbershop is about. And, and how many times have you put the play on? Uh, one, two, three times. And you hadn't filmed it not one time? We haven't been. Well, maybe I said, well, God must wasn't ready for it to be filmed. That I, you know, because he gave me, and then I got the the beauty saloon. You wrote these plays. 
Yeah, I wrote. So this Junior Bradford Bradford Moore is also a a playwright. No. You I'm a playwright. I get to whatever God tells me to do is what I do. Oh. That's what I ask him for. He don't let me rush out. That see, that's why I get mad when you tell me, you know, I'm an old broad. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm no young woman. How the heck can I be a young woman at 95 years old? Young, uh, young spirit. The, the, you don't have to take. The, I don't. That's not who I am. I'm, I'm a woman of God who's old. And that's it. That's who I am. You just thank God for being here. I do. I, all day long. I'm still here, God. And, yeah, and, okay. and, and, and you know it. No. Let's go get them. So I have, I have no friends. All, my, all the people who talk to me are people who my daughter's age. But that's okay. You know, I have work to do. And I do it. This morning I was up trying to get them to come on the woman. They got the, the shades of pink. Uh, the males have not been up trying to uh, sending emails to women. Hey, come on and support the man. So, with the shades so you still sending out emails. You, 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 you doing all this. What would you like to see me do? That's, that, that is awesome. That is wonderful. That's That is a, you know, most time, you know, we get we get a certain age, we just in church and at home. In church at home, you are being productive. You're getting involved. You want to make a I difference. That's what I God for. He gave it to me. And I do it with the God. People call me. A lady call. Oh, Lord. What time? What's the day? Tomorrow. I got a... 27th, October 27th this year. Yeah, tomorrow. 7 o'clock. I have a. They invited me to come on cross country, uh, a prayer group. I don't know what church it is. I never said no. You know, I, I, I don't say no. And cross country is off the clock. Off the clock. That's something God gave you specifically. He said, call the women of color together, and what you need, I will provide. And we've been doing, ever since the pandemic, we've been on cross-country. Men, we, got men that came men and got involved too. Men come on too. And the last one, and Alton spoke out, men, you need to bring your wives on, you know, come on. What, ladies, bring your husbands on. You know, we need to hear this. And what, Saturday, I don't, the girl was, who, who was in Amy, Lost everything and she moved to South Carolina and I, uh, we were trying to get it and she wanted to do the October. So we were waiting to see what she's going to do on Saturday. And I don't trust email. People read email. I call people and remind them, hey, it's cross country. And like I'll get up Saturday morning before and start calling because people forget. We got them in Las Vegas. We got listeners and participants in Las Vegas, California, like I said. And then uh, they do that. But I know on Saturday morning they say, oh Lord, that phone rang. And the child oh. said, well, they don't want to tell you no. Don't tell no lie to me because you're not happy in yourself. Mm. You, you, you know, you're lying to yourself, not me. If you're not going to come on and if you don't want to be chairman, say that's not my thing. And I ask you, if that's not your thing, don't take it. You know? And, and I finally discovered that I'm a good organizer and I, I don't need to be president to do what God gave me. 
But you found your place too. I found my place. Where did they, they, uh, uh, they came out? What is your discernment? <laughs> okay. And we didn't have we didn't have a a conference. We usually spend X number of dollars on that. So I said, let's buy everybody a book, an inspirational book. It is the word for you today. We bought 250 subscriptions. And women called last week before last was crying. She said, how did you know I needed that? I said, I didn't do. Chairman, somebody gave me your name. I don't even know who you are. She said, but they told me to call. I said, the coalition faith for that. Enjoyed in the spirit it was given from the heart. And she said, every day, the message is for me by myself. That's a good feeling that you're doing something to help somebody. That that message was written for me, for me, God. And he said, yeah. See, God loves me. I didn't make myself. If I'd have made myself, you think I'd have been Paul? That, that's poor, right? No, I wouldn't have been Paul. 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 <laughs> he looks at me like he thought I crawled from under a rock. You one of a kind? That's a great thing. I'm not. They got a lot of folks like me out there. <clears throat> but I, I really feel honored. And thank you, Miss Maida McDonald with Maida McDonough PR, public, public relations, public relations consultant. consultant firm, for getting this beautiful lady. Uh, today we have, we have, I guess we say we have this old young lady, old lady with a young spirit, because she is just she is a beautiful lady in a memory that's phenomenal. I mean, like she's as I'm sitting here listening to her, you can't see her. When she closed her eyes, and, and I'm looking, why she closed her eyes? Because she can see. She can see the past. And that is so powerful. But I, that's why I'm be sitting here, like, I'm at eyes like, you, you, when you close your eyes, you, she goes into such deep thought and concentration, and everything starts popping up. Yeah, this is <laughs> what Dr. Tellis told me. I took him, I said, let me give you a, a 101 in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I started with the house over there. I said, but before that, let me go to where Methodism started on the railroad track when they made me say, I ain't going to walk no more, but we're going to build our own church. And James used to talk to the preacher today, I'm going home. And she went home. And it started at 933 March Street in Jim's living room is when they, where they held that first church because why was that? It was central. Okay, Miss Hansberry lived up Scenic Highway. All right, and uh, Aunt Mamie lived on Ellum Grove, and then who else? Then the Cooks lived where Scotts Bluff is. He had a chicken farm there, a chicken house. <laughs> <laughs> and they all came to Jim's house, and they started. Then they left, and they went to Oxford Street. They used to have a hall by the Masonic but but you know blacks had the groups that had the household of Ruth and you had uh, Prince Hall and you got the other kind of masons also there was a hall right here South Capitol bought one of the hall spots right there it was a hall right there, right there that was the house 
No, right there, right there on on, on where where the parking lot is over there. There's a household of roof okay, hall. And you got this. You got the Scotland V Elementary School right behind the no, church. No, 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 not that. I know what's behind. I didn't say that. I okay. said that. And they had this hall over there on Osprey, and that's where they held church. And when they out, then when they bought when the church gave them the lot over here. Sweat equity came to play and all of the people came to help them build the first camp. Now in that book is a picture of the first camp of, and, they, and they showed it they, and when they got the lots, the three lots here, they rolled it. George, uh, George Bell was a house roller and how they roll houses in made them, they would jack them up with a hydraulic jack and they would put these logs under it. And they actually rolled it? And rolled it from right there to here. It was nothing there. That house was, no, that house was there in 29. No, that house was there in 15. Where was that house there? 29. Uh, the Knox house, the old Knox house. And then you, there was nothing between here and the Presbyterian school. You could see all the way there. The Presbyterian. See, they had a school at the Presbyterian church early. It's a private school for blacks. Right here off of Scenic. Yeah, no, it's up there on Central Road. Central Road. That's right. And it's called the First Presbyterian Church of Scotland. And that's why uh, Condoleezza Rice's father was born. Born there? Condoleezza Rice from when that worked? My father, John Rice. And James, my brother, was born the same year, 1920. So Condoleezza Rice got ties to Louisa, Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Yeah. Her grandfather was the founder of the First Presbyterian Church. First Presbyterian Church? Yeah, that's the same one up there. The same one? Yeah. But nobody ever talks about that. That's interesting. I'm talking about <laughs> I mean, it's the first time. Miss Moore, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and you are a member of Delta Sigma Theta Yeah, my name on the on cornerstone. <laughs> I know. How many years uh, have you been a Delta? I've seen you in so many, so many ways. In 1978, my lion sisters, where were we with a talented ten? Talented 10. In 1978, that was 10 of us. I became the editor of the newsletter. Ciola became the secretary, and Pat and Brunel sang in the Delta Voices. So we call ourselves the Talented 10. That was in 1978. We went to, we saw George Bush, we went to, uh, we participated in the suffragette march in D.C. Dukakis, who was running for president, from he was from New York. Dukakis, that right. And we president. were in D.C. and he had, and I, I wrote his, or I called, and he invited the Deltas to come to a luncheon that he had on the hill for us, met us, talked with us. And then we had the march, and we participated in the march up Pennsylvania Avenue. We were living the suffragettes march with Delta. We 
look at me like you. I'm, 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 you know. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I, I, I'm just amazed that you can remember this stuff like it was yesterday. I mean, it's just interesting to me. That's what I asked God yeah. for. You have, you have. Good, I didn't say you have not because you ask not. So when you ask, yeah, you receive. He, 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 I asked, I asked for it. Yeah, and just like I got paranoid in my house. I got plum paranoid. They gave me, you know, they sent me to the string. And when on the second meeting, I, I looked at her, I said, what am I doing here? <laughs> said, they sent you here. I said, well, they gonna, well I'm going to send me home. <laughs> I don't need you. I need me and God need to have some downtime. Mm. And I need to realize where, where my trust is. It's not you. I'll I catch you later. Tell <laughs> <laughs> it to the shrink? Yeah, I told her to the shrink and laugh. <laughs> so she called the doctor and said, like, you gonna whoop my butt or I come on, doctor, do it. Miss Moe, I said, mm-mm, no, I ain't coming back. I'm gonna be all right, and I am. Mm-hmm. I, I realized that, hey, I live by myself, me and God. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I learned how to use my cell phone. I, did, I, I had a cell phone. They gave me a cell phone for my birthday last year and I just learned how to use it. And I finally woke up one night and realized, you stupid girl. You sent you a cell phone, you don't even use it. Something like that, you know. So I learned how to send a, a, a text message. No! Don't. I can dial out. And I can answer. And I told him I wanted a dumb phone anyway. I don't need to have but two actions, Bruce. I can dial somebody and they can call me. That's all. Mm-hmm. Then he got all these cameras and all that stuff on. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway. And then I had to learn how to use a computer. Now that's another story. But how did you learn how to use a computer? I had typing skills already. It was just nowhere to send what I had typed. So once you figured that out? Once I figured that out, it was no problem. So I can send and receive and copy. Like the picture that was on when I went to CO, was when I saw, went to see Obama. I I was one of the, there were two women and two black women in the group from the National Breast Cancer Coalition. And they gave him the one, the one million ballots asking him to find a cure for cancer before 2020. So you was one of the. Yeah, but me and uh, it was another girl from Rhode Island, a black girl. So y'all made the presentation to me. Y'all just was an audience. No, I had the one million in my hand, and it was because Louisiana had. We had we were one hundred percent in our percentage of signatures. The Q's, the Q's really signed the petition. The Delta said they had to get ready. My Sarah said they had the bad you know, What's what's the, what's the college based chapter? Oh, Alpha Talk. Alpha Talk told me Sarah, we getting ready for the step show. <laughs> and I said, well, I tell you what, if you ever have uh, have need of my services. I won't be at the step show for you. That was more that that took priority priority over over finding a cure for cancer. But the 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 Kappas helped. Oh, they had 
hundreds and the, the uh, Omegas. Captain Omega stepped up. They, they stepped up in the, 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 the Zetas. That, that, that was the real step show. That was the real stepping up. You know? <laughs> and, and that's how I got to D.C. I, I, I put my pictures in there with my poster. We made a post. I made, we made my, the coalition made a poster with eight children on it. And they were dressed in clothes, adult clothes. We had one boy had an Obama jacket on and a cowboy hat. And some of them had on the vamp stuff with the wide hat and the fuzz and all of that and mirror. And it says one out of eight will get breast cancer. So find a kill before these clothes fit. Before the clothes fit. Yeah, it went international. Who, who, who thought of that idea or that concept? I did. Me yeah. and God. And we made the pictures. You got Tampa kids on there. Mm -hmm. Jen Jennifer Patterson. Her, her grandbaby, her granddaughter is on there. Mm -hmm. And you know the couple that moved to Texas that had the two little girls, she was in insurance or something. I forgot. And she had, a, she was the better. She was, had this roughly, roughly dress with a ruffled hat on and had her a black bow. <laughs> they called her the vamp. <laughs> <laughs> they called her the what? The vamp from Savannah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they had the girl, hey, high <laughs> And they had the high <laughs> So y'all had about y'all had had them stepping out in a big yeah, well, you just put stuff I just brought some hats and stuff and tape with the what puts together, whatever it is. And I had my Obama jacket and I had my cop on hat and they said, Well that looks nice on Marcus and he had the, 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 the jacket was here and had a little sticky <laughs> And it, it was children. So the thing was, let them let you do it. Find a cure before, 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 before the clothes, clothes fit. fit. Yeah. And, 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 I, and it kind of pisses me off because people think because I'm 96, I'm supposed to sit in the corner. I still dry. I still cool. You're still doing you. That's a good thing. But, but they think I'm supposed to go somewhere and lay down and die. I, I, I don't choose to live that way. God didn't give, didn't make me. I, I, like I said, I'd have made myself. I, I, I wouldn't have been Paul. I'd have been black. You wouldn't have been black? I'd have been black. Oh, okay. Like, that doesn't bother me and hair doesn't bother me either. You know? But what about money? And see, so you got money, people with money, nobody, you can do anything. You can get naked on, 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 on Fifth Avenue. Well, you go, you you, okay. Trump is a, a prime example of it. You got money, you can do anything. Huh? He can do anything, and he, he got a parliament, and it disturbs me. That, that there is, I didn't know there was so much ignorance in the world about stuff. You want to say, I'm, I, it's because I'm black? Then what's your excuse for being ignorant? No. What, what, what's your excuse? You, you don't have to be in love with me. I'm not asking you for nothing at all, but the right to vote. That's all. Then who brought your butt out? And that's what he's afraid of. So he's going to take that butt. And, and where are the preachers? Why, is it, why, why has there hadn't been any cross-country mass prayer meetings? Because it's a COVID. They can't, can't, can't come together. You, you have you even just lined up down scenic highway distance? 
to have for the church to do something. The church has done nothing. The, the church is on roll call today. Well, you know, God where is, are you? God is not happy with people. You know, God is not happy with the world, period. It's not just America that within two years' time, America went from being a leader to nobody believes you. How did we get there? How did we get there? The world thinks nothing of the United States. The blacks didn't do that. And the man said, you have no word. Biden trying to go to the Glasgow conference. What does he have to take for that? And have a Greenland and these countries are melting and you still don't believe in climate change. When I was a child, I wore undershirts in the wintertime. And now I don't buy whatever, I wear the same clothes all year round. I wear the same jacket, Thomas Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that tell you something is happening? Huh. Yes, it does. I looked at it rain and, and, and yesterday I'd never seen white rain. The rain was white. And Bruce said, my dear, I said, climate change. So Norman is clear. Norman is clear, you can see. But it was white. I couldn't see the, to the church and I live right across the street. Was it raining that hard? I, I don't know what it was. I noticed that too yesterday. Right. It All yes, right. It was white. It's white. And like I said, it is, this is November. No, this is October. And the temperature is 80 degrees. Yeah, something huh? ain't right about that. It is not right. And, and, and you know, I put that undershirt on me as a child, and I wore that undershirt to the Saturday night before uh, Easter. And you take that. A laxative and you get ready for the summer. Take a laxative. A laxative. They give you a laxative to, to, because you... <laughs> that was they give you, why would they give you a laxative? Clearing you out and get ready for the summer months. <laughs> <laughs> Clear you out. Huh? Well, all right, it's time to wind down, Mr. We got well, to get I, on down here. It has been a delight. It's been a delight being in you all's presence, Mada. Thank you a lot, Mada. No, so it's been an honor and a pleasure. It's just good to hear your spirit rejoice and you to hear you laugh. And the, the recall for your memory is like we we are truly amongst greatness. And I have to believe when this lady say she talks to God and God must listen because she have what she said. You know, I didn't make me, God made me. So I'm a little bit different, but people tend to treat me as if uh, because of my age, they need, they want to help me, and I'm telling you, don't touch me. Now my reason is my doctor has taught me how to get up and how to get down. When you touch me, you get me off balance, and if I fall, I'm a fire. I'm a fall on you. I'm a middle point. <laughs> So y'all just leave this old lady alone. Leave me alone. Let her do what she do. Despite you, despite me, that's all. On Friday gonna be a birthday. Celebrate ninety six. What I'm gonna do for that? Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So you gonna see? Now keep asking me. She likes lobster, but my appetite. I don't know where it's gonna be on Friday. And that change day to day. Well, I've lost it since I can't smell nothing and I can't taste nothing. 
Would you? Hey, I'm old. <laughs> I remember how it used to taste. That's good enough for you. That's why you're staying so slim and trim then. You, no. you don't have to eat up everything anymore. I, no, I, I had, what was it they call it? I had an invasion of bacteria. My, no, that's not it. My bacteria got out of balance. And they had to get it back in balance. But I, and then there are foods now that, like yogurt, and they got a whole list of things that I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't eat. I don't eat milk. And no white bread. Uh, no, no. I used to eat a whole lot of pasta. All I don't eat. I can't eat any of that. But what I can eat, I do. I eat in abundance of that. <laughs> abundance. Like I might eat it for three meals a day, like oatmeal. Oh, nothing like some good. Nothing yeah. like some good oatmeal. And then I don't can't do milk, so I do almond milk. So I I try to take care of myself, and um, as well as I love. Seafood, my appetite for that is gone. I used to like to put shrimp in the oven with butter, uh, onions juice, garlic juice, and Worcestershire sauce, and shrimp in the shell. Okay. And you, you, you sop. <laughs> sop it up. Sop it up. It's have been your, a pleasure, girl and but, boy. But also, you're going to have your. Go to my, go to, it's time to take. Is that 12 o'clock? Yeah, it's going on 1 o'clock. So, your, boy, your boyfriend going to be gonna be late for you. Put your boyfriend today then. Now, you were doing all right till you got to the line. <laughs> you getting in no business. I ain't got no business. <laughs> She is too much, y'all. This is one of a kind, I promise no, you. No, man did it. I went by the church, and you talking about he wanted to come over and get in the bed with me. I said, you stay at home and sleep, because that's all you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was insulted. We got to go, y'all. No, this, is, this is this is Junior's Bradford Rock. Oh, oh no! <laughs> thank you, Miss Wood. Don't go too far. I just thank oh, all you. Oh, thank you. Welcome again. And always remember this here: man can shocker the hand, man can shocker the feet. But only you can shocker the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. And I'd like to thank you for tuning in once again to Count Time Podcast. I'm Brother L. Diazobra. Thank you once again. Remember, it's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted.